What's up, guys? This is Matt James from Blacktop Mojo, and you guys are listening to The Itch. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week, we are scratching the itch for a pop-up episode. Well, a pop-up concert, anyway. I'll get a little more into detail on this later, because I'm pretty sure everyone's confused, including Dan and Casey. Definitely. But (laughs) we had originally planned to record an episode about Dan and Casey's experience seeing Rival Sons at Off-Broadway in St. Louis. Turns out we get to talk about me also seeing them at the Cubby Bear in Chicago the next night. And that was a bonus. More on that later. (laughs) Guys, introduce us to this band in this episode. (laughs) Yes. So Dan and I had the pleasure of seeing Rival Sons. And we've been really huge fans of this band for a couple years now. Their album, Feral Roots, was number one on our top 20 of, what was that, 2019? 2019, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Number one album for The Itch in 2019. And when I found out that they were going to be in town, I asked Dan if he was available and I just went ahead and bought tickets. (laughs) I was available. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you weren't available, I still would have bought tickets and found somebody to go. But I was hoping that you would go. (laughs) Yeah. And it was a show that um, my I knew that my wife wouldn't want to join she's not really into like the southern rock kind of bluesy stuff or stuff where like they just jam band and this is all the above yeah yeah so i gotta ask before you guys go too far i'd like to know this in advance whenever i hear you guys concert reviews have we seen rival sons before no no all right it was the first timer have we been to off broadway before (laughs) no No. all right double first timer this is nice (laughs) all the same for me on my end as well Yeah, let's let's go ahead and and talk about this right off the bat. There was an unfortunate circumstance for myself and and Dan for that matter and actually the entire uh, crowd. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> well, so first thing, well off Broadway, it was sold out. Like I didn't realize that, but it was definitely a sold out show. And so the venue, it's it's there's nice parts to it, but it's an old building that they renovated. And so yeah. Like you go in and you kind of go in through their almost like their patio area and the patio is nice. Like it's it had bonfire like area, it had picnic tables. It was nice and open. It was outside. And it was a nice night out, too. But so like the patio is set up like so right as soon as you go into the door, the patio is on the right side. If you walk straight through, it's like a hallway straight through the door. There's like a hallway that leads upstairs to a bar at the top of the stairs. And it's just kind of like out of the way. And then. While you're at the bar, you can go right, and then that leads you to the back to the patio. So it's like a kind of a, a circle almost. Yeah. So when you're at the front door, if you go through that hallway that leads up to the bar, on the left side of that hallway is like the room where the stage is, and it's it's just a big room. The bathrooms are in that room at the back of it, and then there's like this uh, balcony area. But the balcony was weird, too, because it's not your typical balcony. It looked like people were looking through a window almost. There was no glass, but it was like a small little window. And there was multiple layers of people up there. So I don't know, like, how the hell the people in the second or third row saw anything. Whoa. I have no idea. Yeah, the the balcony was really strange. 
and those tickets were more expensive, but there was also probably what thirty to forty seats, maybe hmm. if if that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was very hard to tell from where we were, but there's no way that they would have been able to see if you weren't if if you weren't at that first right in front level. Yeah, yeah, and and so with it being a sold out show, it was shoulder to shoulder people like it was just crowded as all hell and i haven't been to a concert that crowded in a long time uh, one of the things i don't like about crowded concerts because like, i can't the only place i can honestly remember feeling this way was pops and when you get at a crowded concert like pops at least has one two three exits this fucking place had one there was one fucking exit in that room one exit out of that room and as as a concert goer that like, that's one of the first things like, people don't take this shit seriously. I do because I see this shit like malfunction on stage. I've seen stuff like this happen. Anytime I go into a venue, I look for the exits and to be in a room with a bunch of people with one exit, it freaked me the fuck out. I did not <laughs> like that at all. And it was, it was so crowded. It was so hot. And being somebody who's shorter, I couldn't get like any fresh air. It was, it was just a bit overwhelming. Yeah. And so, for me, something ended up happening, which I've never I've never done this before the entire 25 years I've been going to concerts. And also being a, a really huge individual at six, seven and over 300 pounds, I try not to uh, put myself in this position because it's it's a little difficult. But it was so hot in there. And I had I known this ahead of time. I would have like pounded like a half gallon of water before going to the venue. But it was as both you and Dan can attest to this. I run hot temperature wise. If I'm in the car with you guys anywhere from October through March, I'm going to fog up your windows if it's cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was dripping sweat as we were watching the opener. And so also, as we were saying, it was a sh sold out show, no seats. And so we were packed together and we were up along uh, one wall on the, the right side of the stage. So I started to kind of get a little lightheaded and I thought maybe it was because I had my knees locked. So I was trying to kind of march in place. And then I did like a wall sit and then I just kept dripping sweat and then I went down. And oh, so so I tried to get back up. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me confirm here. So you were a wall sit. You were already sitting he was down? leaning against the wall. Yeah, he was okay. leaning against the wall. And then he just slid all the fuck down. And I'm right oh. next to him freaking the fuck out. Like just oh. like having a mini panic attack. Like, how the fuck am I going to get him off the floor for one? Yeah, yeah. I, I am not. <laughs> that big myself i'm 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 a bigger stout dude but like i i'm yeah. not strong i'm no, not fat no one's not gonna Casey, i get you I'm, no one's picking my ass up uh dead no. weight off the ground right <laughs> and so he he did manage to get back up and so we start clearing a way out of there and thankfully some other awesome guys were obviously yeah. kind of seeing what went what went on because i'm he's he's got his hand on my shoulder i'm trying to like hold him up as he's you know was like just trying to get the fuck through all these people and like somebody's like, do you need a hand? I'm like, fuck yeah, grab one. Like <laughs> as many as you can offer. <laughs> yeah, I, I really gotta. I wish I wish I got their names and and such and talked to them more. But uh, there was there was about 
you know, six to eight people that were really concerned and, and very helpful. Yeah, there was uh, there was even a guy that came up to him and was like, hey, I'm a doctor. There's, you know, is this something that happens often? Is, you know, are you feeling lightheaded and kind of went over the symptoms, just checking, to make sure he was not concussed or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so that was it was it was awesome. I, I, I truly appreciated all the people because there was also guys like just bringing them water, like just relays yeah. of water. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. They had a giant, a giant water cool because the venue knew that it was going to be hot, <laughs> hot in there because they had two giant water coolers. And had I known that I would have also had some water as well. But it was just so hot in there and it it, it made for a, a bad combination for for a little bit. So that was the downside to the concert. Yeah, yeah. They need to just uh, take a note from Red Flag and go find out what kind of ventilation Red Flag uses and install it in that room because, man, like that the ventilation at Red Flag is amazing. I've never ever been in there and be like, <laughs> it's fucking hot in here. No, like usually you're getting blown half the hell out the door. Yeah. So for for off Broadway, if they would have had a giant industrial ceiling fan just in the yes. center of the room. And Something had that going circulating air, yes. Yeah, if they had that going full speed, that would have uh, solved a lot of issues. And also, if they had a lot of floor fans, like either sucking the hot air out of the room and then circulating the cold air into the room, I think that mm. would have helped too. But uh, or a uh, door or a window yeah. outside. <laughs> right. Well, and here's here's the other funny thing. So there was a a really tiny lady that was standing next to Dan and I. And she was like maybe ninety pounds, and even she was like fanning herself, saying it's hot in here. So, yeah. <laughs> so if if tiny people are having issues in the venue, you know I'm gonna be having some issues in the venue. <laughs> yeah. So once you get past that, like the the first band was amazing. Uh, it was a local band called Feel, and I definitely want to mention them because I for one didn't know what to expect. We didn't even know that there was an opening band. We couldn't figure anything out. Yeah, um, there was no information regarding it. This band comes out. They've got a keyboardist, they got a, a bassist, a guitarist, and a drummer. And holy shit, were they awesome at their instruments! Oh my god, every single one of them was just amazing at their instrument. Yeah, I love that. Well, including like the singer. So for one, <laughs> singer was a pretty boy. Uh, he had the 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 perfect looks for a lead singer. Um, and then you know he he was great. He had he he had. Uh, the ability to play guitar. He was a fantastic singer. He had harmonica. He was a keyboardist. Like he did everything like, that you would not even expect from a lead singer of, of a band. Yeah, no, they were really good and they were the perfect complement to rival sons. They matched the Southern rock vibe. I would say that they were uh, Led Zeppelin adjacent. Yes. Hmm. I mean, they, they didn't sound exactly like, like them, but they, they definitely had that vibe. And man, man, were they good. Yes. Their website bio says this group nods at the blues, jazz and rock and roll roots of St. Louis stirs in the experimental revolution of the 60s and incorporates the vast array of sounds introduced by British hard rock and Laurel Canyon that defined the sound of the 70s. Sound That's about accurate. right. That's yeah. accurate. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's interesting. I, I love that you guys came across a St. Louis band that really impressed you. That's I yeah, want more I, of that. <laughs> I mean, the bassist was finger picking that bass like no tomorrow. I, I, I it, it, he was, <laughs> he was amazing, and he just he made it look so easy. Like he's not even paying attention. He's just doing like the hardest bass picking. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> like, how is this band a local band? Like they were, they were incredible. 
Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that they did a cover of one of Casey's favorite songs. Yeah. Hey, a little yo. help for my friends. Yeah. Right. And they knocked it out of the park. It was amazing. Yeah, they, they nailed it. So I was I was kind of sad that we missed uh, their last handful of songs, but uh, with me uh, going outside trying to get some fresh air. But uh, <laughs> I recovered enough in time. There was there was one other part when Rival Sons took the stage that I started kind of getting that feeling again, and I just tapped Dan on the shoulder. I'd be like, I'll be back in a few minutes. So rehydrated, got some uh, like four or five glasses of water, and. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you recovered. That's a that's a bit of a freaky experience for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thankfully, I never lost consciousness, or else that would have been really bad. But uh, yeah, but uh, man, oh man, Rival Sons took the stage, and that was the other thing for for me personally. I don't know about you guys, but like when you start get that getting that overheated feeling, and then you stare at people that are wearing like hoodies and full jackets and full suits three-piece suits that makes me even more hot when i'm just in a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt i don't have that issue but you're speaking of the lead singer of rival sons and that dude did look hot and by the end of that thing his suit was drenched (laughs) jay buchanan is a uh he is a stylish man the whole, band. Sure. the whole band that is true that is true the whole band guitarist scott holiday that man he had some he had the finest shades and the most yep. wonderful like villain mustache and and soul patch <laughs> situation going on those guys were a look up there they really were one of my favorite things is that it seemed like every band member was from a different era yeah, yeah. that that's <laughs> like because you had the guitarist from the the 50s you had the the lead singer from the 70s you have the the keyboardist from the like because he totally has the hipster look going on yep (laughs) (laughs) okay i do o's now that you mentioned that now i got it now i gotta ask um i'm gonna as we talk here i'm gonna look up very quickly the photo that i took of this band because i want to confirm i'm very curious if he wears the same suit (laughs) was it kind of like purple like a maroon color yep yep i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that he wears the same suit and there's nothing wrong with that. I just am amused by the idea. Of, I hope he got it gets that shit clean. I was yeah, going to no say, I hope, he got that, I hope he got that dry cleaned uh, really Chicago quickly. Got it dry cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he has like multiple of them. But yeah. That's not a bad idea. This is my touring outfit. I just have like five of the same suit. Yeah. <laughs> so for the guitarist, was he wearing like black jeans that were like folded up and then like the, kind of a, a almost like a leather coat with like fake snakeskin arms or something like that? Um, I want to say yes. Let me consult my photo real quick. <laughs> That'd be so weird. They just, well, shit, we don't have time to change. Let's just go. We're going to Chicago. Just wear the same shit. <laughs> it was definitely like a leather jacket and black jeans. Yeah. And then you had the drummer. He was the, he was just kind of like the normal dude. He just had like a black sleeveless t-shirt on whenever. He yeah. Was up. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing fancy at all about him, but still. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're a drummer, you kind of want to show off them arms while you're smacking the drums. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> so I, I want to say that I, I truly enjoyed this band. They they all had very unique characteristics. You know, every one of them band members had such unique characters. I had to say, though, the bassist was was my favorite because he was cracking me up. He to me, like the entire show, 
seemed like he was the dad trying to keep everybody in fucking line. Like, <laughs> he was just like always there playing the right notes. Everybody else is fucking a song up. Like <laughs> he was hilarious. Like he was just cracking my shit up because he was just, he was like so like emotionless on his face but like but he was just like looking at the rest, rest of the band members like you're just like just giving them glances like you're messing his song up <laughs> which is funny because they almost certainly were nailing these songs actually. yeah 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. no mistakes being made it's just yeah, like were, no just, like, it just that's that's what it looked like look, you know what yeah. I mean? yeah that dad look like you're messing it up <laughs> don't get out of line kids yes <laughs> quit having fun over there <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I wanted to make note, and Aaron, you can you can chime in on this as well. Um, the lead guitarist was so interesting to me because, you know, you figure that certain guitars pull different sounds, but I've never been to a show where I saw so many guitar changes with mm. every almost every song. He had he had like five or six different guitars that he yep. just randomly swapped out. <laughs> They were gorgeous guitars yeah. too. Like you know that they were, <laughs> they were expensive all ex- as guitars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. He had yeah. I saw uh, at at my show there was a the guitar rack. It had to have like I don't know six to eight or so on there. Yeah. It was he was stacked with his instrument. So yeah, including the double V neck. The double yeah. V neck was was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. You know, they they start out with Do Your Worst, which is a good a good choice to get yes. it get That's it going the, uh, right off the bat. Yeah. It's the album opener and first single from Feral Roots. Yep. So you can't yeah. go wrong with that one. And probably one of their most uh, popular songs on like according to like YouTube and streaming and stuff. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. And so so one thing that I wanted to ask you, Aaron, because uh, cause Dan and I, when we saw Feral Roots, typically it's it's about almost six minutes long on the album. And that thing went about eleven minutes long when we saw it live. Yep. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want, I'm I, not going to say too much right now, but but yes, well, that happened. So okay, so funny thing as uh, as soon as we got home, you know, I'm talking to my wife, and I'm like, yeah, I, I thought it was a great concert, but I was like, you know, I, I don't think you would have liked it. I was like, it, re- it reminded me a lot of a Primus concert in the sense that, like, you know, Primus song is a four minute long song, a Primus live song is nine minutes long, and so it's like, <laughs> oh it's like my, yeah. And so I was like, I was like, yeah, I don't think you would have liked it. And she's like, she's like, oh no, I have, I have no uh, attention span for that. She's like, I think because I, you know, started liking punk music, I, I don't like songs that are like three minutes or longer. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so it's funny that like when when uh, I didn't want to say anything because you know I was all about you going to that concert too, but I, I didn't think that you were gonna have I, I guess the attention span like my wife says to last through some of these uh, extended versions of the songs. Yeah, I do not. I know that for me personally, I'm the, I'm the classic rock guy, so I enjoy the jam bandy long songs, and so I had a I'm, I had a grand old time. I'm the pothead, so I love the jam bandy <laughs> shit too. <laughs> I will, yeah, I'll, I'll reserve further commentary for a minute because it's part of the narrative of of my experience. At, yeah, okay, at the Cubby Bear, but yeah, that um that was hard for me to get through. <laughs> as good as they are as musically wonderful as they are uh, 11 minute tracks this is not my jam well and i just i just really enjoyed uh, again when we haven't seen a band live before it's always are they going to sound different than the than the uh album are they gonna are they gonna sound worse on the 
than from the album, but man, the the vocals were on point. The the instruments were great, and I just I really enjoyed that show a lot. Yeah, me too. Right on. I'm very glad that y'all did. Yeah, I'll definitely be seeing them again if they come through. Yeah, and that was the other thing too. Um, despite the heat factor, um, the intimate uh part of that show was really cool because we were literally like basically front row uh watching them perform so that was really fun yeah had it not been a sold out show i think it would have been a great a great experience at the venue but i think a band like rival sons is probably too big of a band for that small of a venue personally. i agree i agree like I th- you know red flag i think would have been perfect just size wise because I think the venue can hold more people. Yeah. Um, and, and Rival Sun Zafi obviously pulling in a, a decent crowd around St. Louis. So, mm-hmm. I agree. So, Aaron, uh, with our experience, we rather enjoyed it. And you kind of had a, a little bit different uh, experience. Number one, I believe it was a, a free show that you got to, or you got a. a so, free... my experience was a whole. <laughs> um, How do I put it? Like it was a whole interesting set of circumstances. So yeah, I, yes. I feel like I have to start with a timeline. I don't know. I hope this is interesting enough. Maybe people enjoy it. So Friday, <laughs> the show was Friday for you guys. Yes. Um, that Friday, the album by Giovanni and the Hired Guns came out. Dan has yes. been talking up this band for some time now. So I needed <laughs> to hear the album. All right. So uh, this is this is how we get me to the Cubby Bear the next night. <laughs> so I'm listening to the album. I'm like, this is some pretty good stuff. I can kind of dig this. So I, you know, sent out a, a tweet or two about about enjoying it, and Giovanni uh, interacted with that, and so that got me thinking because I'm very prone to like Wikipedia and Google rabbit trails. I'm like, what are when these guys are playing shows? Where are they going to be around town? So I go to Giovanni and the Hired Guns dot com or whatever the website <laughs> is, yeah, and click the link. Lo and behold, Chicago, the Cubby Bear, Saturday, October 29th. Who are they playing with? Rival Sons. <laughs> and it's sponsored by Chicago's alternative radio station, Q101, and it's free. So when I referred to a pop-up show at the beginning of this, it was because this show, like, that's what they call it. I don't know how far in advance they announced yeah. it, yeah, but yeah, basically yeah. the idea is that tickets are free. You, you, you get a ticket, quote, through the website, and it's first come, first serve until they reach capacity for the venue. Yeah. And so you're not guaranteed entry by going by having a ticket, but I don't think anybody was getting turned away. It worked out pretty well. Do you know how often they do those? I don't know how often they do those. I know they are doing another one for the struts next month. And so that's, that's kind of cool. That's just a cool idea in general. I love, I just love that whole thought process. That's cool that you're yeah. on a free concert. It's it just, that's, that's an awesome idea. That's and amazing. then for me, that was the big selling point was like, okay, I, like, I don't know or or get into Rival Sons as much as you guys do. And I literally had just heard the Giovanni album that day. And so, but I was like, you know what? I can't, for, for research purposes, yeah, I can't yeah. not go to this show. It's free. Uh, and, and it would give me a chance to be able to relate to what these guys are talking about whenever we talk about their experience. I could share mine. It's the first time we've ever been able to do a We Saw the Same right. Band Back-to-Back Nights episode. Yeah. So I was like, I got to do this, right? <laughs> yeah. And and so I feel like I took one for the team because the Cubby Bear is, <laughs> is right across the street from Wrigley Field, which means I was as far into Cubs territory as you can humanly be. <laughs> Did you wear and a it showed. 
I didn't wear a Cardinal jersey. I wore an itch shirt, man. I represented. <laughs> I wasn't even wearing a Halloween costume, and it was freaky up in Wrigleyville because Halloween is apparently all week long up there. It was it was hipsters everywhere and all kinds of stuff, and they were <laughs> so, so yeah. So the Cubby Bear is is an interesting little venue. Um, they have some history. They're not probably one of the most prominent venues in Chicago, but they are. The thing that I learned being there um, by reading a sign on the wall was that it was like apparently the first place that Dave Grohl performed a concert. Okay. I don't know if that's true or not, but he wrote it on the thing that he put on there. So I'm going to guess it's true. We'll look into that later and verify or not. Anyway, <laughs> but I almost didn't end up going. Um, well, I almost didn't end up getting in rather getting entry. Yeah, <laughs> I almost didn't get entry. So I had to find somewhere to park because, again, Wrigleyville crowded, huge paying parking and permit parking everywhere. It's hard to find something. I had to go a number of blocks over to, to get a place. And I get up to the venue and I finally and I and I got my um, barcode, whatever, for the ticket. And I realized as I get there, I don't have my ID, which means not only did I illegally drive here, by the way, but I can't <laughs> prove that I'm over 21, even though I'm 39. Mm -hmm. um, and anyone with eyes could tell that I'm over 21. <laughs> But people got jobs to do, and so the two gentlemen that were guarding the door um, were not terribly happy about the idea of letting me in and told me, no, you need an ID to get in here. They looked at me like I was an idiot, as if forgetting one's ID is not a thing that happens once in a while. Yeah. And I do it so, all the time since the pandemic, because during the pandemic, working from home, I don't keep my wallet on me. Yep. There's just no reason. And so I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I've forgotten mine more and more. You know what's so stupid though is like I have my phone on me all the time. I don't have my ID. I have my phone. Figured well, that's that well, that's, that's where my problem comes in. That plays into the the problem. I, <laughs> for I uh, until about a month ago, um, I had the the like wallet sticker thing on the back of your phone, phone. case. Oh, I had the phone case. Okay. I did not need a wallet. I was not carrying a wallet anymore. I just got a new phone. I haven't put one of those on there yet. So I've been carrying my stuff in a regular wallet again. But half the time when I leave my house, I forget that wallet thing. Because my mind just assumes that it's on my phone. It yeah. was not. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm halfway walking back to my car, thankful that I hadn't paid for my parking yet. And I was going to wait until I got in to pay for my parking because you can do that in an app. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. and finally, and so I'm, I was getting ready to text y'all be like, man, I'm not going. I'm sorry. This sucks. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm getting into this concert. <laughs> <laughs> just so happened that on my phone, I had a photo I had taken of my driver's license because I had to send it for a medical thing or so. I don't remember exactly what reason. Who cares? Yeah. It was there. So I go back up there. The guys from the radio station just kind of look at me and smile like, good luck, man. Hope you can get in there. The two giants at the door look at me like, I can't believe this guy's back. And <laughs> they're, like, like, you find your ID? they're like, you find your ID? I'm like, I found a photo of it. Um, And they just kind of looked at me and didn't say anything for a second. And I'm like, listen, I'm 39 and I don't even drink. <laughs> I'm like, Come on, man. So they're like, man, just go in there. <laughs> they didn't even look at the picture of the ID. They just were like, forget it. Get it going. <laughs> and then I, as I was walking in, the one of them, one of them goes, just try not to get hurt in here. <laughs> try not to hurt yourself. And oh. at first I was like, is he calling me an idiot? Because he, but then I think no. he was more of a liability thing. But <laughs> yes. Yeah. At go. first I felt insulted, but I was like, I don't care. I'm in. I'm just, <laughs> I'm staying in. <laughs> so those are yes, all the shenanigans. Sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Won't get hurt. <laughs> Probably going to stand against the wall and be super boring all night. Don't got nobody to talk to. Don't know anybody here. <laughs> going to be moshing to rival sons. <laughs> Definitely was not doing that. <laughs> so, uh, 
so as stated it was a, it was also kind of a costume party it was put on by q101 chicago's show their morning show their morning show djs were the mcs of the night so they're all there dressed up uh one of the guys was dressed up as kurt cobain and he had the look down pat he had the guitar he had the the famous white glasses he had that uh the fuzzy like earmuff hat that he had in some yeah. photos and the, the peach fuzz and he looked the part and he was small because kurt was a pretty small guy um uh, Before you go too much further into that description, real quick, our show was sponsored by The Point, mm-hmm. and no Point personalities were there at all, and The Point doesn't play Rival Sons. So. I couldn't tell you if Q101 <laughs> plays either of these artists or the Struts. If I had to guess, I'd probably say that they don't, and it's a similar situation, but that's just a guess. It, it's really funny, actually, because coming up, Trivium is coming to town, and they're sponsored by KC, which... I mean, that's that doesn't make any sense either. Band. Exactly. <laughs> so Rival Sons is sponsored by the point. Trivium sponsored by KC is like, I don't know who is putting this shit together, but they're fucking backwards for one. <laughs> My theory is just that um, the concert sponsorship thing is a way for the station, whether it's the DJs or whoever that makes those decisions to shout out the bands that they like the most that they just can't play due to being an overly corporatized station yeah. that is yeah. forced to play um that's a possibility you know, alice in chains and and stuff all day long and i'm no that's not against alice in chains it's just you know playing the same bands for 30 years yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think we'll have to find that out in our you know our series behind the yeah behind the, the scenes 2023 yeah. the itch on the industry we're gonna get the answer to that hard-hitting question <laughs> We will. <laughs> but anyway, this was anyway. fun, though. Uh, one of the other guys, he was dressed as a Costco uh, sample guy. <laughs> so he just had a name tag. He had his name tag and he had a he had a sample tray with little candies on it. And he was just giving them out to anybody. It was great. Um, <laughs> they did a costume contest throughout the night. Um, well, it wasn't like an official one. It was just like a the Q101 people were observing the best costumes and yeah. they picked the f- the handful that they liked the most. And we'll gotcha. come back to that. We'll come back to that in a minute. So uh, <laughs> this is the part where I have to bust out my notes. All right. So how was the ventilation at, at the Cubby Bear? <laughs> <laughs> it was clearly better than what you had to do. <laughs> and I think part of that was that there was two or three entrances and they had the doors open for half the night because people were coming in and out. And there was like that would have helped again, like Wrigleyville was popping that night. There was people everywhere. And so <laughs> always people going in and out. So it wasn't bad in that regard. Um, I wasn't that physically comfortable most of the night, but it was for other reasons. Yeah. So the first thing I wanted to note about Geo was the first thought that I had whenever they took they took the stage. I was like, oh, my gosh. It's a band of husky gentlemen. These <laughs> these are our people. <laughs> I, I have found our people. Um, <laughs> and they were. There was like five of them. They had three guitarists. Maybe there was six of them then. Or maybe because I don't think Gio was playing a guitar. I can't remember for sure, to be honest. <laughs> Either way, there was five or six of them. They were stacked. Lots of guitar going on and lots of people. Like, like I said, most of them were pretty big dudes. Which is fun. You don't see that as often as I want to in rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Gio himself, he he came across as a pretty likable dude. His voice, he had much more of like a like a smoker voice than I even even felt like I heard on the album. Like a it lot felt of that way live. 
it was just it was way heavier than I thought his the kind of the rasp to his voice. Um, so that's that people's mileage will vary on enjoyment of that. And that's fair. One of those guitars out there was also highlighter green, like bright highlighter green. <laughs> and that was hard to take my eyes off of the whole time. It was very, very distracting. <laughs> um, but uh, they were they were pretty fun. I will give them, I will say they were pretty fun. I I can't honestly say that I enjoyed the live show as much as I enjoyed the first listen to the album. And I will say that the songs that got the biggest reactions, and this is probably just because they're a f- they're not that hugely known yet. Yeah. And probably because most of the people that were there were predominantly there for Rival Sons. Right. The song that got the biggest reaction was the two cover songs that they played. Well, what songs were those? They played, they did a Green Day cover. Okay. Yeah. Of Holiday, actually. And it was pretty fun. That song has a lot of call and response to it. And the crowd was very well familiarized with it. So that got a good reaction. Mm-hmm. I know their their big single, the single from the new album which the name escapes me off the top of my head right now. Dan will probably know. Ramon Ayala? I think it's that one. That got a pretty good response. And then when they played near, or maybe it was the very end of the set, they did they did Pumped Up Kicks. And okay. honestly, in my experience, Pumped Up Kicks kind of rules no matter who does it. Like, it's just <laughs> a great song. And like who, whatever <laughs> style your music is, whatever spin you put on it, it's usually going to sound great. And this was no exception. Like they, they killed it pretty well. All right. And so that was a lot of fun. I, I got a kick out of that. So did they play most of the new album besides the cover songs or? To be honest, I went into this a little too blind to know uh, exactly. Like I said, I'd only listened to the album one time and it was that day or like the day before, maybe yeah. a couple of times, but still like I wasn't super familiar yet and I hadn't had a chance to go back and listen to their previous stuff. I'm going to guess most of it was the new stuff because it seems like this is this new album, uh, Tejano Punk Boys, is starting to elevate them somewhat. Yeah. And so it's probably in their better interest to try to stick with a lot of that, but I couldn't tell you for sure. And since I didn't know the songs all that well, I unfortunately was not able to keep a set list. As yeah. I like yeah, to do. <laughs> yeah. That, that really is reserved for bands that I'm pretty familiar with. Yeah. Fair enough. But after that set and before Rival Sons came on, the Q101 DJs came up and did the finals of the costume contest. And so before I, I reveal that, I did not do a shirt alert at this at this show. <laughs> but for the first time ever, I did do what we could call the costume count. OK. <laughs> you guys interested in hearing what I came up with here? Yeah, I'm not quite sure I understand what a costume count is, but I'm I'm interested. It's not an actual count. I just needed some alliteration, but it's a bunch of the, sh- the a bunch of the costumes that I saw of ones that stood out to you. Yeah, yeah, something like that. We'll say that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go through a few here. Uh, might be quite a few, but I enjoy this bit, so we're just gonna go with it. <laughs> Mustard and a hot dog. Cruella Deville. Bob the Builder. Eighties Axl Rose and two thousands Axl Rose, based on the size of the people in the costume. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That felt a little bit mean, but I also just couldn't resist. (laughs) Um, Prince Charming and Cinderella. Uh, Multiple people dressed as astronauts. Uh, One of those dudes from the old De Bears SNL skit. Fred Flintstone. (laughs) Somebody was like Funshine Bear or one of those, one of the, whatever those bears were from the 80s. Yeah, the Care Bears. The Care Bears, yeah, yeah. 
this wasn't a costume, but a guy had a hat that said player older stuff. And I thought that was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, generic stuff like cowboys, skeletons, devils, and anything that could be made into a bloody zombie. There was random animal onesies in a lot of them. And so I think I've, what I've learned here is that apparently if you don't have a clever idea for a costume, you can just buy a onesie and you can be a lion or a penguin or whatever random animal and probably very comfortable, albeit warm, I'm sure. Or you could just be Chris from Eva Under Fire and just, just wear onesies all the time. <laughs> yeah. Jessica Rabbit was one. A couple people dressed in slipknot jumpsuits and masks, which is pretty awesome, actually. Okay. Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World, except for Wayne was a girl and they were a couple. And so it was really visually jarring when they were like, <laughs> and like making cuddling out. up on each other and making out. <laughs> I'm like, Wayne and Garth making out. This is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the nurse from the Blink-182 album, specifically. Okay. Okay. It was that was fun. I had to respect that. Uh Reverend Run, that was a nice one. Uh a breathalyzer. There, <laughs> there was a man dressed as a breathalyzer. All right. Something out there that was shedding feathers because I kept seeing feathers on the ground all over the venue. <laughs> um a Medusa, uh, a Del Monte banana, and outside later on I saw a couple of the thieves from Money Heist, so Bella Chow to them. And so, yeah, it was a lot going on there. But but the, the, the finalist for this costume contest was a couple of pirates. Uh, Bob Ross, who was quality fro, quality paint sticks. Uh, Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. The Macho Man. And I'll save the winner for just a second. This is a big detour, I know, but it was a lot of fun. So I just got to yeah. do it. Yeah, it does. So there was three prizes. The Macho Man botched his opportunity to win hard he had the look down great but they asked him to do the one thing you got to ask a macho man to do <laughs> and and that's given oh yeah. yeah and he sucked at it <laughs> wow <laughs> so therefore he did not win he sucked at it they gave him a second chance and the second one was just as bad uh. <laughs> he didn't even throw into like a like a step into a slim gym yeah i was just getting ready to say he did he did not snap into it Oh, or my favorite, Bone Saw. <laughs> yeah, if he would have come out there and been like, Bone Saw's ready, he would have taken the whole thing. <laughs> but no, so he didn't win. The winner was a man dressed as Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man, and he was awesome. It was this big old dude with the full green and yellow. He had a green <laughs> mohawk, which isn't really what Doc Ock looked like, but it looked cool on him. Giant goggles. And he had this like box on his back. That had something that was glowing, you know. It was technology, yeah. so it was like shiny yeah. lights and crap on it. And then yeah. he had, and then he had pool noodles <laughs> coming over the top and the bottom <laughs> for his Doc Ock tentacles. That dude was a beast. He was he killed that costume contest, <laughs> and so he deservedly won. Shout out to him if he's listening. <laughs> I have no reason to presume he would listen, but that's the case with most people. So, anyway, thank you for um, humoring me on that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. My notes for the rival sons were very similar to what you guys said. The vocalist drip was on point. That's for sure. When I thing I noticed when rival sons came out, there was some great solid backing vocals when they yes. harmonized or when they were just singing in the background, um, because two of the other members sang as well, backing vocals. And they, they all sounded spot on. Like 
it worked at all times, which is is a very hit or miss thing, especially live in my experience with backing vocalists. Mm-hmm. Yep. But these guys had it. They also had uh, the one guy in the band who was probably the coolest tambourine shaker I've ever seen. Like he was just so <laughs> casual rocking that tambourine. I'm like, you you just could be anywhere right now having a great time with that thing. <laughs> True. At one point, Jay Buchanan did thank everyone there for supporting live music and terrestrial radio, which made yes. me happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, he, he did the same thing at our show as well. I will tell you a couple things. So uh, we talked earlier about all the guitars that Scott Holiday has. If you Scott Holiday has his own Wikipedia page. And if you go there, you can actually see all nine of the guitars that he has. <laughs> got them listed out. He's got some Gibsons, uh, Martin Acoustic, a Jazzmaster. He's got some stuff. Who would have guessed he was proud of his guitars? <laughs> Who would have guessed? <laughs> I, oh, here's my note for you guys. Feral Roots is long as a mug. <laughs> That's a note that I actually wrote. <laughs> I love, I loved it. I actually, I recorded that on my phone and then it went, it went, past eight minutes and i stopped it and started it again because i didn't because if you record like too long it won't let you like edit anything or or uh yeah do anything to it so i i had to chop it up into two videos <laughs> and then his phone died no sure. no i know <laughs> i'll try to link this i'll try to link this later on but there um i did find out speaking of taking videos there is a full concert performance of this show that i was at on youtube so <laughs> Hopefully it's still there by the time we publish this. <laughs> and um, yeah, right. Yeah, shout out to uh, the Groove Council because I, I was talking to them and I shared some of the clips uh, from two of the songs from Rival Sons. And uh, on Twitter, you can only do like a mi- a minute forty, I think. Mm-hmm. So if I if I I have to edit clip. Uh, the songs like two or three times and for feral roots i would have had to do that like 10 times so i was like yeah. i am not posting that <laughs> but so that is fair <laughs> so so on their set list they had um functionally the same set list that you guys had with one difference that i'll get to in a second um, we mentioned how they started their show with do your worst the opener from feral roots i discovered through this performance that I think my favorite Rival Sun song is actually the closer from Feral Roots. And it's their acoustic song. Yes. It's called Shooting Stars. And mm-hmm. the way the lyrics, first of all, it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the format of it and the, um, the pattern of the way that the lyrics are written out in this poetry, it feels very much like an old... I don't know, almost 60 singer songwriter. Yep. yep. Like a Bob Dylan kind of thing where you have the same I don't even know how to put it. The same form of repetition. It's a certain meter that he's yeah. going for. And I just think it's a fantastic track. And so that one that one really caught me live and I uh I could listen to a lot more of that. That was right before Feral Roots where they lost me <laughs> going into a jam. <laughs> So here's yeah. here's where my experience differs a little bit from you guys. I got there most of an hour early and had to just kind of stand around. I was already kind of tired from the week, to be honest. And so and this was a show that started at nine. Yeah. And so 
by the time they went on, it was already 10 or, or 10, 15, I believe, by the time they even started. And I had already been standing for a couple hours, kind of had a backache at this point. Like, you know, we <laughs> talked about being old, man, even though we're moderately young and it just happens. Yeah. So the further it went on with like every song, I was like, I feel like I've got enough in experience that I can go home now. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't feel that I have to stay for the whole thing. I did make it either. I made it through feral roots or I left during secret after feral roots. I don't remember which, which was the set closer proper. What, the, what we had at my show that you guys didn't have and that I missed, but I'm going to go back and watch was a U2 medley that they did, which I realized is their version of quote, dressing up for Halloween. Oh, I just realized that as I was thinking of it right now and they didn't like change clothes. Like I just looked at the video. Yeah, it the wasn't like they fully like changed to like dress up like Bono or anything, but they did. They did, a, you know, kind of a combined series of after I left of where the streets have no name. Still haven't found what I'm looking for and bullet the blue sky. And uh, so I'm going to watch that video after we're done recording and see and see those tracks and what I missed, because I I had seen the set list on the wall there and i i knew that if i left i wouldn't get to catch that and i was kind of curious about it but i was just i was just done for the night (laughs) (laughs) and i knew i had to go and again way up in wrigley i live on the south side i had to drive like an hour to get home and so i I, yeah i was like i i gotta go this this is good enough i have done my duty this free show is fantastic and so (laughs) i i totally get that because like they played when we saw them they played for like an hour and a half or something yeah. like that yeah and it was so fucking hot in that venue that and like i you know we took breaks but at the same time like i don't want to miss much like i don't want to that's why i'm here is to see the fucking band i don't really have to leave the show just because i'm fucking hot right. exactly but at the same time like you said like you had to go take breaks you had to get out there you had to go sit down because it was just so crowded and, I, and the other thing is like i'm i realized that the show like i it's not a matter of like just being old. It's, it's a matter of like trying to rest and, and relax yeah. for a second. Cause it, but it's, it's a happy meeting. Cause like we talked about it with a nation, like that was too much. I sat down the entire show. It bored me to death. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I feel it's gotta you. be a happy meeting. <laughs> it's, and it's weird. Cause like I, I'm a, a night owl. Like I'll be up until one or two in the morning, a decent yeah. number of nights at home. But if I'm out, and it's like 11 p.m. It feels different and it just feels later and more tiring to be out there. Yeah, I don't I can't explain that, but it's just how it was. And so, yeah, I did my duty. I enjoyed myself. I will definitely say that I probably would enjoy myself a little more if I was more familiar with them, with both yeah. of the acts. But I will say that for bands that I went in fairly blindly on Rival Sons definitely impressed me with their musicianship. I will say that I may even go so far as to say that Scott's one of the better blues rock guitarists going out there today. Yeah. Oh yeah. Between all the, all the band members, the, they just, they're, they're great at what they do. And I can listen, I can listen to the vocals all day. I can listen to the guitar licks all day. I can listen to the drums. It's good stuff. And they're one of those bands that has guitar licks all day. Yes. And so, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. Just riffs galore. Yep. So all in all, Really, really good stuff. I'm I'm glad you were able to to see the show, even despite your your challenges getting in, because uh, I just like the ability to to share in, in the experience of seeing a show so close t- together. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Uh, that's again my, one of my main reasons for doing it. You know, I got to be introduced to Giovanni. You guys got to you got to discover feel, and uh, that's a winner. Yeah, 
which not their band name though i totally think we were talking about this i i think that the band name feel is a bandy cap it's a bandy cap <laughs> total bandy cap like because i don't know to me it's almost like inappropriate it's just feel like <laughs> Their their band camp is uh, a band called Feel is what it says on there. <laughs> I like that. A band called Feel is not bad, but like, I don't know, feel this, feel that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Just add another word in there. <laughs> it's like a tribe called Quest. You say the whole thing. Yeah, it's right. a band called Feel. Feel the love, feel the music, like feel something. <laughs> feel. feel something else. There's <laughs> Because when and it's funny because like when he first said it, I thought he said Peel, and I'm like, why would you name your band Peel? Like, what the fuck? Sure that band already, already exists as well. He clarified it as in Feel. I'm like, well, I mean, the question still stands, but whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I I love music. Like you guys are rocking, but I don't like the band name. He said the question still stands. Question that didn't change anything. <laughs> Fair enough. Just another weird name. But yep. here we are. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, good experiences to be had by all here. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Are you a person that enjoys the long instrumental stuff? Or are you a person that just enjoys, you know, short to the point songs? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much for listening to The Itch. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, go see live music. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about The Itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.